for RCR Wireless News. This is Sean Kinney, and it's great to have back with me Dino Beckus. Last time you were on the show, we talked through how Qualcomm's powering the future of wireless connectivity using Wi-Fi and Bluetooth with an emphasis on creating these new types of immersive experiences. And I wanted to continue that discussion, but with a, a focus on the next generation of Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi 7. So, Dino, can you sketch out for our listeners how Wi-Fi 7 differs from Wi-Fi 6? Sure, Sean, and thanks for having me back. Yeah, we're, we're very excited about um, Wi-Fi 7 and sort of the capabilities it brings to the table. I would say that, you know, in a nutshell, think about Wi-Fi 7 is faster speeds, lower latency. It really builds on, you know, the existing technology advancements that have happened in Wi-Fi on Wi-Fi 6 and 6E, like wider channels and some of the things that we've introduced in those Wi-Fi 6E products in the past uh, with advanced modulation schemes. But let me be more specific about, I'd say probably the three maybe core aspects that Wi-Fi 7 brings to the table. First is really, it delivers an evolution of advanced modulation. So think about it as a pure throughput boost as we shift from 1K QAM modulation in uh, Wi-Fi 6E to supporting 4K QAM modulation in Wi-Fi 7. So for us, um, this is not new. We actually enabled this capability in our Wi-Fi 6E portfolio of products. So we're actually bringing this real world product expertise that we've gained through that earlier launch into a standards defined capability that Wi-Fi 7 will support. The second key difference uh, for Wi-Fi 7 is really around 320 megahertz channel support. So again, we've talked about wider channels as something that was very important with the launch of Wi-Fi 6E and the additional 160 megahertz channel bandwidth that the new spectrum in six gigahertz provided. Now with Wi-Fi 7, that spectrum or max channel width doubles to 320 megahertz, which is all about higher throughput and lower latency. And finally, I think the third key thing that stands out with respect to Wi-Fi 7 mm -hmm. is Wi-Fi 7 introduces a new technique called multi-link operation. And so think of it for those that are maybe more familiar with cellular technology, think of it as channel aggregation to some degree. We're using two radios to create a coordinated link across multiple spectrum bands. So this can operate across 2.4, five or six gigahertz. And again, the translation for end benefit would be around latency and throughput gains that are huge. Thank you for calling out some of those key features of Wi-Fi 7. And uh, as you referenced, you and I have talked in the past about Wi-Fi 5, 6, 6E, now 7. It seems like every generational upgrade lets you do what you were doing before, but better, and then also opens up the ability to do things that you previously could not. So does that pattern hold up for Wi-Fi 7? We just recently announced our FastConnect 7800 platform, which is really the world's first Wi-Fi 7 commercial solution uh, in the world, right? So when you look at some of the things that brings to bear, things like 5.8 gigabits per second maximum throughput, right? That's it's about 60% faster than prior generation best-in-class products, which just happens to be our prior generation FastConnect product. Um, it brings latency that can be sustained at less than two milliseconds. So I'm talking about, you know, the best 
with a lot of jitter, but something that is very sustained over long time periods. And the third thing is power consumption, you know, driving significantly lower power consumption. So when you combine those three things together, and that, by the way, is in the range of 30 to 50%, depending on application or use case. So when you combine those things together, I do believe Wi-Fi 7 can deliver fundamental shifts in terms of what people can expect. So a couple of examples. So when you look at gaming and when you look at online gaming and being able to deliver high bandwidth, low latency, I think we can, with Wi-Fi 7, that can be indistinguishable now over Wi-Fi from what the experience people have on console gaming. The second one I think that's really going to be impactful is around next generation, completely wire-free extended reality experiences. So not just, you know, a one person type of dynamic, but when we have multiple people in the same space, having a more social experience, whether they're interacting um, in a game or, or some other application. The third area I think is we, we've always talked about near instantaneous downloads and the importance of very fast uploads. And we've talked about it with respect to, you know, HD quality or 4K quality films. You know, 8K quality films are right here. <laughs> they're actually coming, they're, they're actually right around the corner. And so when you look at an 8K feature film, that could be as, that could be as high as multiple terabytes. So even with Wi-Fi 6, you're talking about something that would be, you know, a slow experience. You can, you can basically have a 60% faster type of a download with Wi-Fi 7. I think the other area which, you know, we, we've had to live through quite a bit and uh, certainly I think is now part of our lives, you know, in some form or fashion moving forward is real-time collaboration over the network. One of the things that's come around is glitch-free, the need for glitch-free high-resolution video conferencing. How do we share files instantaneously? And more importantly, as we get into more than just basic framework for uh, collaboration, how do we do more in-room quality collaboration capabilities? Again, the ability of Wi-Fi 7 to deliver low latency, high throughput is going to be key to kind of changing that experience to be something a lot more natural, a lot more like we would have if we were sitting in a room together. And last but not least, I think an example that I personally like, and I think maybe takes many of uh, your listeners and yourself into maybe more of a, a futuristic world where imagine these ultralight clients effectively without any local processing capability. Think, you know, display only. You've seen that in some science fiction movies, people unrolling a, you know, a display that's very light, fits in people's pockets. But now think about it without any local processing capabilities, but you can leverage all the compute power in the cloud with instant responsiveness shared interfaces, that could really revolutionize creative design or healthcare that otherwise, um, you know, you'd still need to lug around a battery life constrained device with uh, significant power consumption on, on the local compute resources. Yeah, FastConnect 7800, one of many exciting announcements from Qualcomm last week during Mobile World Congress, all geared towards driving these new types of experience from XR and cloud gaming to collaboration and productivity. Uh, Dino, specific to Wi-Fi 7, you called out some of the features, uh, doubling of the possible channel bandwidth to 320 megahertz, uh, preamble puncturing to manage interference in the wider channels, 4K QAM, and then multi-link, which I wanted to focus in on. Can you maybe 
talk us through the importance of multi-link in terms of what it means for the user and then tell us what's unique about your particular implementation of it? Certainly. From If you've had cellular experience, think about it as uh, the similar to channel aggregation in the cellular world, right? So you're basically able to take two radios and create a coordinated link across multiple spectrum bands. Now, the reason that's important is as you look at, you know, spectrum that's available, right? You have, you know, 2.4 gigahertz that's highly congested. You've got a much more open five gigahertz and now even more open and wider channels available on six gigahertz. So multi-link is really a new technology capability that Wi-Fi 7 introduces. And there's actually multiple flavors of that. But it's important to understand that not all these flavors are created equal. So one of the things that, that we bring to bear is uh, something called high band simultaneous multi-link or shorthand HBS multi-link. And as I mentioned, there's multiple options. This is the, really the premium implementation of Wi-Fi 7 multi-link technology. And it's the most advanced of the many options that we fully support in FastConnect 7800. So what it does is think about Mac taking five and six gigahertz spectrum availability and maximizing those two frequency bands to achieve the fastest and lowest latency multi-link performance hands down. There really isn't anything better that can be done. Just absolutely no compromise throughput and latency performance. And by doing that, I think the, the ancillary benefit here is you free up the highly congested 2.4 gigahertz frequency bands where Bluetooth operates today. There's a lot of IoT traffic and even legacy non-Wi-Fi or Bluetooth type of um, you know, communications happening. So as I mentioned, right, it's, it is a, it's part of the standard, but we believe that the FastConnect 7800 implements this uniquely in that we're gonna, it's gonna be a key differentiator for us to be able to support this no compromise, high band simultaneous, multi-link capability in addition to all the other modes. The other thing it brings to bear is gives you maximum flexibility. So today, as you know, uh, we can take advantage of five gigahertz ubiquitously throughout the world. Six gigahertz is expanding in terms of availability. And so being able to you know, take advantage of that as it becomes available, I think is something that will be a high, a high value to our, you know, to our OEMs and customers. I think the other thing about multi-link technology is it's actually not something anyone has to worry about outside of the communication that the client and the access point are going to do automatically. There's no special setup or configuration that the user or the OEM need to do. It'll just work, right? And the benefit it'll bring to the table, as I, as I said, will be to you know, effectively better offer better managed network experience and you know, with HBS multi-link deliver a no compromise, maximum throughput, lowest latency link. You gave us a, a lot to unpack there, but I did want to ask a quick follow-up around the uh, inter and intra-band dynamics between 2.45 and 6 gigahertz. So does 2.4 get sort of seeded to Bluetooth and thread? And then given what Wi-Fi 7 can do with high band simultaneous multi-link, is that where the, the focus sort of shifts? 2.4 gig is still going to be 
it's still it's not going away. It's still going to have an important role, right? For legacy devices, it's still going to have an important role for IoT. I think certainly for Bluetooth, it's going to have a continuing important role for existing existing product. I believe with Wi-Fi seven, its importance when we talk about some of these, you know, key high bandwidth Wi-Fi traffic scenarios that we were talking about where latency and throughput are critically important, it's definitely going to diminish significantly in importance. Not going away, but certainly becomes less important. Now, I do think that, again, Qualcomm is uniquely positioned with our FastConnect 7800 to take advantage of accelerating that dynamic and really bringing the benefit of these five and six gigahertz uncompromised channels to users and applications. But you know we'll still be able to support 2.4, and that's not going to go away. So we talked a lot today about Wi-Fi 7, but I did want to take a, a moment to get an update from you on the latest in Bluetooth audio from Qualcomm. You know, one of the things that stands out for us is how important you know, everyone wants. Everyone talks about Wi-Fi performance, and that, of course, is critically important to our customers. But one of the things that also stands out on equal importance and depending on application, sometimes even more, is Bluetooth audio and the quality, the latency. Because when we talk about things like gaming and people don't want it in the same way they don't want to be tethered to an Ethernet link, they also don't want to be tethered to a wired headset. So one of the things we've invested very heavily, and, and we, we did this with the, with the launch of our Snapdragon Sound uh, portfolio of capabilities, is redefining premium audio, right? And we've done that. And, and I think when we look at what we're delivering now with the FastConnect 7800, we're actually raising the bar on that or taking a step function improvement. Dual stream uh, Bluetooth capability, it really brings three key enhancements that stand out. First one would be a 50% reduction in power. The second one is an expansion of 2X the range overall uh, versus what you can get today with a single uh, Bluetooth radio. And the third piece is really improving the experience. We're seeing a doubling of faster pairing and actually the ability to switch between devices much more quickly to the tune of about 2x from the past. So big picture, Dino, Qualcomm has laid out its one technology roadmap for addressing the myriad opportunities at the Connected Intelligent Edge how does what we discussed today fit into this larger strategy of growing total addressable market share by extending core expertise into new high value, high growth segments? Sure, Sean, that's a, that's a great question. I would say that, you know, there's a couple things that stand out for me. Number one, I mean, for, for us, I think the actual uh, technology that's used to provide that connectivity to the network edge is really, you know, our objective as a company is to support all capabilities to, to accomplish that. And in any real world application, it's not just going to be one thing, right? There'll be a mixture of, for example, 5G, there'll be a mixture of, uh, of Wi-Fi. And this extends not only into the client solutions, which, you know, we've talked a lot about today, but also into the infrastructure. So when we look at our overall technology investments and how we develop things, we look at it from, I think, I think two lenses. The first one is how do we raise the bar so that, you know, we can enable brand new use cases and enable, you know, brand new applications and, and capabilities. That's number one. The second thing, which is even 
I'd say as important in some cases, if not more important, is how do we get these technologies to work together in sort of a seamless integrated environment? Customers don't wanna have to figure it out on their own, whether they're OEMs or even the end user, right? So our job, I think as a technology company is how do we make these technologies work together seamlessly so they're, you know, there may be a lot of work behind the scenes that we have to drive, but it's effortless for our customers. Really about driving that whole, let's say, advancement of technology forward in a, you know, integrated fashion and one that makes sure that becomes something that customers can just enjoy or implement without, without having to worry about all the work that we've had to do to make that a possibility. I appreciate you keeping me and our listeners up to date on Qualcomm's work on Wi-Fi 7, Bluetooth, and otherwise powering the future of wireless connectivity. So thank you for sharing your time and perspective. Oh, certainly. It's my pleasure as always. Thanks, Sean.